0: It's that time! Freestyle Friday is here, in the best bets for Week Ten. I cannot believe football season is almost over is upon us, and we have all ACC teams participating, even Notre Dame. So let's get excited about it. Let's talk about how to make some money for you guys. Jersey Drake's in the building. Locked on Seminoles. Let's go. You are locked on ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. what's going on everybody welcome to today's edition of locked on acc i'm your host candace cooper joined by drizzy drake you know every time i introduce all the guys i want to say the lovely and it's like uh, i don't know i don't know if that would hit the same but like every time someone introduces me they always do girl stuff but you know maybe i'll try it one day i literally almost said the other day oh i'm lovely aj black and i was like he probably wouldn't go for that so let me stop but you know Drizzy, if you ever want to have a lovely Drizzy drake in the building uh, go for that <laughs> yeah,
1: I'll be like this flexing real quick i see the that. haircut
0: okay okay no,
1: i'm trying to look a little cleaner you know i'm shedding some pounds trying to look a little more clean cover work and everything i was trying to get my, we you know, my wedding weight down but also more importantly trying to get the folks money right because last week we were hella profitable aj i'm sorry mm-hmm. econ we did tell y'all take a money line sprinkle and uh that was cash that was easy virginia <sighs> tech also covered sorry ken but uh sam hartman please don't embarrass me from the whole like that ever again <laughs>
0: That was definitely the most head scratching game in terms of putting money down because nobody saw, nobody but Louisville saw Louisville coming. That's for sure. Today's episode is brought to you by Underdog. Sign up on UnderdogFantasy.com with promo code locked on, and you get the first deposit doubled. Up to $100. It's all about making money today. And listen, Freestyle Friday, it's always time where we come together and we get on one accord. So, you know, Duke is going up on this Friday night before while we are recording this episode. So Friday, as you are listening, you're like, oh my gosh, Candace, aren't you gloating a little bit more about this money? I should be and I will be getting that smooth 150 from both Jersey Drake and from Kenson Gibbs. I'm just excited about it. Like, I know... You and your old lady have some budget in there just for this specific moment when Duke gets six games that you guys told laughed me off the stage really when I said Duke was going to get six wins and I'm okay I'm I'm ready for the apology anytime you are
1: yeah you ain't getting food at the wedding um listen with Duke uh overall <laughs> they've been a good team I bet a lot of money on them we've all made a lot of money them together so they're kind of you know softens the bowl a little bit. To me, this is a game Duke should win this easily because Boston College, in my personal opinion, is probably one of the five, like bottom five worst teams in the entire Power Five. Jeff Halfley, you need a fixed situation going on over there. But I think this is a game that Boston College is a very good chance to cover, mainly because Duke is traveling up there, Chestnut Hill in November. It's chilly. The weather isn't fun. Duke is also dealing with their own injuries as well. And 9.5, and they got nothing left to lose at all, period. So Truly. to me, I think Boston College would be It's a riskier play. It's not one of my favorite plays, but if I'm going to lean away to gamble on this one, take Boston College Eagles at plus nine and a half.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's going to be as spread out as people are maybe assuming. This Duke team is very good. They are coming, dealing with a little bit of injury, but they are so close to bowl eligibility. Like, you know, when you can almost taste something, you taste that piece of chocolate cake or that last piece of goodness. I'm, I'm honestly talking myself up. It's November. I'm ready for Thanksgiving. Clearly, can you tell? You know, I think, if for Duke and where this program is trying to take itself, it's really important for them to just solidify the W now. Let's not play games, but don't play with your food, kind of like how you did Georgia Tech, try to come back in the end. Like, Just go for it, get it out of the way, and we'll be good to go. All right, North, North Carolina is heading up to Charlottesville, and they are playing Virginia. I feel like we're past the October scary. so please don't embarrass me in Charlottesville, North Carolina. I want us to get a good W and get on about our way and keep it pushing forward and have that undefeated co- undefeated conference record that we currently hold.
1: So what about this Virginia team scares you at all, period? Because the <laughs> offense is inept, I think is a very kind way to put it, but they have a very underrated defense. Also, UNC's defense, they've lost a lot of players on the defense side of the ball. Remember Hazak is out for the rest of the year. And you're kind of slowly seeing the defense that was getting not not better. No, I mean not great, but they were getting a lot more better and kind of holding on for dear life. To me, this is a game that it's at Virginia. It's against the Who's. I like the over in this game because of those defensive misses. Virginia may cover this game. However, I think it's a game where basically you don't touch this and have little bad vibes about this, but I do think UNC pulls away with the win with this game.
0: Well, let me tell you a little story here, just Drake. It was about two years ago. It was around Halloween time, and a two-win Virginia team decided that they were going to be have a Herculean effort against North Carolina Tar Heels. I think they slept on them, and they – went up there and assumed, oh, easy money. We don't have to try that very hard. There, At the end of the day, you don't make it to the Power Five level. You don't make it you know, being in the ACC for no reason. I don't want North Carolina to take them lightly because they owe them a lick. I, I think last year was a good battle between Sam Hartman and Brendan Armstrong. And it's a much different year for Brendan Armstrong this year. However, I've seen them beat North Carolina as a two-win team. I've seen it with my own, too.
1: Uh, yeah, but also, this is a Virginia team that didn't score an offensive okay. touchdown at all against Miami last week.
0: Yeah, but that, you know, I just felt like that game was a fluky fluke. I don't know. We we, we could talk about your friends
1: <laughs> here in a second. Well, I'm actually going to be a lot nicer about the, the, the show, Oh trust well, thank me. I'm, God I'm, for that. It's rivalry week. I know, like, if you go on to our show, trust me, I got the fan homer in me. I want to, we can put our, you know, put on their throats and the game. But realistically, it's going to be tighter than people people want it to be, in my personal opinion. Of
0: course, of course, because it's a rivalry game. That's what we get. Let's finish up our twelve thirty matchup here. We have Georgia Tech and Virginia Tech, two teams that just you know, man, they got to play. Somebody, somebody's got to play somebody. And, you know, at the end of the day, it'll just be a move in the right direction win for whoever gets that nod at the end of the game.
1: So Georgia Tech actually has a much better defense than actually originally anticipated, and also a Georgia Tech team that is actually I think they're top fifteen or top twenty in the country when it comes to turnovers for the Power Five and that's something that's kind of very, very interesting. I think Michael Brooks is a great player. And then I think actually not this year but next year, I think Zach Pyron actually might be a solid QB to kind of build around when the new head coach comes in. Maybe hopefully it's Jamie Chadwell, maybe it's Deion Sanders, but we'll find out who it is. With you that don't overall. think it's going to be key. I don't yeah. think it's going to be key.
0: Okay.
1: I don't, I don't think it's going to be key. The way he, he did it. Yeah. yeah. I think he did enough to hold it over. I think he might, he might be coming back, but I think you need to have a splash year, bigger hire, especially someone that has experience in the Atlanta area. But to me, Virginia Tech isn't good. Uh, I've already said enough bad things about Grant Wells. I'm not going to you know, be a dead horse that's mean to the kid. I don't want to be mean to the kid. Seems like a nice guy. So yeah. Georgia Tech plus three, I think, is the right play here. And putting on the money line because I do think that Georgia Tech kind of, you know, they were lightly embarrassed against FSU, but FSU has a top 15 offense overall. So that's something basically... You can't hold them against them.
0: A thousand percent. All right, guys, we want to talk here about underdog. As I mentioned, today's episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to spice up college football season. Listen, at the end of the day, when you're trying to get your money right, I strongly encourage you to bet with underdog fantasy. Syracuse, we have a lot of good things with Gazden. He's trying to bounce back after a shaky game against Notre Dame. You also have North Carolina Drake May, who is on a tear, so you think he's going to go for 200, 300 yards. It's so many up-in-the-air things. That will make for a really good game day experience. Sign up with promo code On. And Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Deposit $100, get $100 for free. Go to UnderdogFantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store slash Google Play Store. And that's Underdog Fantasy promo code locked on, UnderdogFantasy.com. Get in on the college football pick 'em action today. Do you have a pick 'em for yourself, Drizzy Drake?
1: Um, I'm a with underdog Fantasy, I, I I've been starting to dabble in a little bit more. I usually go over to Max with that because he, he has his own model that does a lot with underdog and also a former sponsor Prize Pick. So I typically I typically go with whatever he tells me to do. Honestly,
0: listen, I am all about that. I go with whatever you tell me here, and every Freestyle Friday and get my betting action. in, so I appreciate that. Let's move on. I mentioned. Gaz didn't to have a good game. He's going to need that. Who's going to be his quarterback? That still remains to be seen. I don't know what Schrader's got going on, but maybe he'll be ready for game time. But they face off against a really good Pitt team, sort of like a rivalry matchup there, we can say, especially North, our Northeastern teams. Pitt needs a bounce back in the worst way, free of Benaconda. But if he can't be free, let's just get him a win. Keaton Slovis, he's not the guy, but, you know, he'll, he'll do enough.
1: I think you put it the best way possible earlier in the week, where you've been waiting on him to show him like that first year at USC, Keen Souls actually was that dude. Yeah. But then since he's been over here, it's been nothing short of like it's lackluster. I think mediocre to maybe somewhat average is the best way to kind of describe him. It's all Izzy albanaconda. I mean, I said free free Izzy when you all, when you was you and Ken on Monday. And that's something that basically with Syracuse, they're hurt. Garrett Williams is out for the rest of the year. He always see cornerback and someone that probably will be going and playing on Sundays. Garrett Schrader is also almost like he might probably going to be out. Carlos Del Rio, I think he had like what? I think a 51% completion percentage in mop-up duty, but it was mop-up duty against Notre Dame. That's a very, very good defense, a very tough defense. We'll talk about it later. To yeah. me, though, I think Syracuse is still the better team, even yeah. though they are injured a little more. So plus four to me, I have to go with them at the plus four spot. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they they lose this game, but I definitely think plus four to cover at the very least is very, very attainable for Dino Babers and the squad.
0: And, you know, I think what hasn't been mentioned enough is how good Pitt's defense, you know, on paper is supposed to be and how they've sort of been. I think that you look at, um, you know, my guy that I always get his name wrong, starts with an H. You know what I'm saying? You know his name. Can't call it right now. You also know that Sarasi Dennis is doing his thing, Mm. and there's another one that I cannot call his name because like, we're here on the show and we're recording this, and, of course, it's important that I know these names. But, you know, it's Friday, and I'm pretty, so whatever. But (laughs) I think Pitt's defense definitely has needed needed to give a little more love. It hasn't quite been what we're used to seeing from Narduzzi, but maybe they can turn it around here with a very – you know, lackluster uh, Syracuse offense at times, but Sean Tucker certainly is doing his thing. Can they control him? It'll be Tucker versus Izzy to me. And whoever comes out on top is certainly going to make some money for us at the end of the day. So plus four, you said, for Syracuse. And it's interesting that they're the home team, but they're not ranked and they're still the favorites. So
1: maybe yeah. that'll be a little
0: chip for the orange men. We'll see.
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, also, like, what did I just, what, how did I scrap Pat Narduzzi last year before he won the AC title? I called him a plant as a coach. <laughs> and then at ACC Media Days, he kind of said that, "Uh, oh, no, Kenny Pickett's gone. The OC was a horrible OC that we had. Mark Whipple, who literally just orchestrated a Heisman campaign for Kenny Pickett. And it's like, we need to go back to old school football, running the ball 40, 50 times a game. Izzy, please just free him, free him because free he, Pat, you don't deserve it, man. I'm sorry.
0: Thousand percent. All right. One of the biggest games of the weekend will be Notre Dame and Clemson. It'll be at 730 on NBC. And, you know, I think DJ is ready to put the team on his back. Once again, he has that mental tunnel vision dialed in. He will not have to worry about Cade Klubnik in the back of the, you know, back of his ear just in case Dabo feels like he's a little shaky. I think it takes one interception and maybe two bad series for them to repeat, but that's just my. If I had to put money on it, when does Cade get into the game? I say it's going to be in the second half, probably third quarter. Two bad series from DJ.
1: Yeah, because I feel it's weird because I think Dabo had a feeling that he was able to beat this the Syracuse team pretty handily because mainly Syracuse jump out to a lead. Because there are two really bad turnovers, one of them being the fumble, that was a scoop and score, another one was a pick six. Mm-hmm. So this game I don't see unfolding in that sort of manner, but that is a really good question. We saw Kate Klubnick go into that game, and he his pocket presence was someone that you can tell was a true freshman. He's not used to having grown-ass men chasing him around while the pocket <laughs> around collapses. I mean, that's something that, as a five-star, you're never ready for that until you get hit in the mouth with that. And to me, with Absolutely. Notre Dame, Marcus Freeman, to me, is going to be a damn good head coach. He's already a damn, damn good, you know, defensive coordinator. Yeah. To me, this is a game that it's probably the best game at 730, besides FSU Miami, obviously. But to me, overall, I think Clemson offensively is the better team. I don't have faith in Drew Pine. I don't have faith in the lack of wide receivers that Notre Dame actually has. Give me Clemson. Do you Clemson, have faith in at all? Not...
0: No, just kidding. Sorry. No. No. Not... <laughs> <laughs> Do, you
1: Do you have, have faith Clemson? in anybody?
0: <laughs> no faith here. No faith there. Is there faith? anywhere. Jazzy.
1: Yeah, she's calling me out. See, I have like three words I know to say over and over again, and that's one of them. But you know what? I got faith in Dabo, which I hate saying because she knows that but give me Clemson mm-hmm. minus three and a half. I hate using that word specifically with Dabo too. So,
0: Yeah, I definitely think it's going to come down to one possession. And really, honestly, Clemson, they don't need this win, but in the grand scheme of it all, yet yeah, kind of, especially with how Michigan and Alabama are around right their heels, like they can't afford a one bad loss, especially with just the narrative of how, I mean, yes, someone correct me and said the ACC is really good, which I go hard in the paint for my ACC. So I don't want you to ever think that I'm not about my boys. But in the landscape of it, Alabama's one loss and Clemson's one loss are not going to be measured the same.
1: Yeah, one of them has a Heisman front runner that beat them basically by throwing for a thousand yards. Mm -hmm. Another loss would be to an ACC team overall. That's not that great. An ACC cousin
0: is not even like (laughs) they're not.
1: Yeah, they're not. Yeah, they're not (laughs) even in our conference, man. We don't claim them until basketball season starts. Okay, period
0: barely all right even though i love uh what's his name coach what's his name you know the one who drinks all the beers the head coach from notre dame basketball is it bray is it bray
1: i think it's bray yeah mike bray
0: god i am sucking at names friday whatever live life james madison louisville a louisville team that is doing the damn thing they said oh hold up we want our coach to stay let me show you how it's gonna get done period Blake Cunningham is actually a damn good quarterback. Don't worry about it. We're going to do the damn thing. Period. 7.30 on ESPNU. I'm excited to see this Louisville team match energies two weeks in a row. That would be nice to see.
1: That uh, would be nice to see. Are we going to see that? I'm joking. No, I'm, <laughs> no, folks, no, what, faith. <laughs> no, no, no. I, no, 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 no. Let's see. Well, here's my thing. James Madison came up to a really, really hot start. It was their first year in the FBS. They were ranked for what well, I think it was, was it, a week. They were 25.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: since then, they kind of come down to back to earth. Scott Sauerfield, as much as I don't think he's a good head coach for the past few weeks, he's kind of basically staving off kind of basically the hot seat that he's had overall. To me, I do have faith in Malik Cunningham. I love that guy. Free Malik was kind of a thing until, you know what? Scott Sauerfield actually might be coaching around having a good job. That defense also kind of came out to play and showed out defensive back-wise to basically own and demolish Sam Hartman, who's someone that we said on the show several times, is a top three quarterback in this conference. So to me, his line right now is at seven and a half. My numbers say that basically Louisville is a two, or should only be a two point favorite. F the numbers overall, give me Louisville minus seven and a half here. And give me the overfit two and a half, because I definitely do think Louisville is gonna have a statement here.
0: Yeah, and I think again, keeping up with that statement energy, this is doing really well for Satterfield in the recruiting aspect of it. As much as we talk about the guys that are supposed to be coming in, the top recruits are supposed to be coming in next season. Like this is the way to say, yes, we were down, but we're rallying in the troops and we're figuring it out. So kudos to them. I'm gonna skip your favorite one because you know I want to make sure we end on a high. Give you kind of like a whole segment to talk about that bad boy because I have several questions I want to unpack there. But Wake Forest and NC State, it's NC State's homecoming, 8 p.m. on ACC Network. Wake Forest currently favored to win this game. Interesting enough a home game for NC State at that. Yes, it hasn't been NC State season, but they damn sure know how to play with some pride, the pack pride when it's all said and done.
1: And that defense is mean as hell, too. As hell. I, and MJ Morris, I know it's a second game overall. MJ Morris was someone that I know FSU recruited hard because he's a dual-sport athlete. He's a kid super-athletic, has a very good arm. And you know what? I think with the wiggle preparation... NC State might make a little bit of noise here. I really do like them overall. But Sam Hartman is always due for a bounce-back game after he has probably one of the worst games of his life. He always has that one game every year where he struggles, where he fumbles the ball, throws a lot of picks. Last year, I think it was the uh, the bowl game he had overall against Wisconsin. To me, 3.5 is a very low thing for basically a Wake Forest offense that needs to rebound in a, in a big, big way. So to yeah. me, I think Wake Forest here with Sam Hartman, Dave Clawson, A.T. Perry... Christian Biel Smith, that's going to be a good time for them.
0: You know, I just, for whatever reason, feel like with the home field advantage, Carter fin- Finley rocking, like there's just no way this defense is going to allow for Sam Hartman to have a day. There's just no way. Like like mentally and like with the horses that are in that stable and the health, that's probably, this is probably the healthiest they've been at this stage of the season. I just, I can't see it.
1: I just I don't think anyone's been able to stop this offense for a little bit. The only people that did was Louisville, and that was mainly because Sam Hartman stopped himself by turning the ball eight times. I mean, they watched the Duke Miami game, like, oh, look what Jake Garcia is doing. I'm going to copy that real quick. Yeah, but I
0: think. You know, to go ahead, finish your point. No, oh, no, no, go ahead. I was gonna say from an offensive standpoint, you're talking about NJ Morris. I think seeing Timmons, the young, you know, receiver out there, I think the return of Trent Penix is gonna be huge for them. And then really getting Devin Carter going, he's had a really quiet season, right? I'm ready. Maybe this is gonna be his breakout game, and it's, he's had a quiet season for you know a multitude of reasons, but I'm hoping that you know, whatever it is about homecoming that brings out the best in people or makes us a dog fight. It's gonna to be tooth and nail, but I do encourage fans not to leave. Dave Doran does not like that, okay? So,
1: yeah, you know, stay Don't there do the that. whole time. Don't leave. Don't <laughs> leave. It's, it's gonna be a very good game. I think MJ Morris yeah. kind of showed that. Uh, y'all should started in the first time. Y'all yeah. probably should have, probably could have been Syracuse MJ Moore a quarterback.
0: Yeah, a thousand percent. All right, the game of all games. We all know Kenton Gibbs. Godly. Kenton Gibbs is irrelevant in this conversation, but we were talking about NC state and that's what made me think of that. I want to move on to Alex Dono, who I talked to yesterday who had a lot to say about Florida state Miami and how close of a game it's going to be. And he had very good points, but he really based it down to if Tyler Van Dyke starts, it's a game. If Jeff Garcia starts, it's going to be a long night for Miami. Not impossible because Henry Parrish is actually pretty decent as a running back, but it's still going to be a long game. Here we are. With Mr. Florida State himself, one tell me who's returning. That's going to be key, or maybe who you know is really getting their legs under them. Who really is going to make an impact on this game first? That's my first. Let's talk about this game.
1: So we basically have basically you know what Cerberus is a three headed monster. Mm-hmm. That's our backfield because my homie uh, Trayshawn Ward is going to be back for this game. Trayshawn Ward, you know, was knocked out of the end state game, and he is officially a go. That's someone that while he doesn't have the breakneck speed you see from like a Dalvin Coke or Jason Corbin last season. He has some of the best patience. It's almost Le'Veon Bellas when he gets the patience for the holes, quick athletic agility. He's going to be back. Fabian it. we saw him back last week. We missed him so badly. Jared Verse yeah. is almost to 100%. That's very key because last year, Jermaine Johnson solidified himself as a first-round pick with the performance he had against Miami, especially on the last drive with a very, very crucial sack and almost a near fumble. So to me, yeah. bringing those guys back, it's huge. I we're actually we're having Alex Donald on actually later today. Actually, probably about twenty minutes when we're done wrapping up here. TVD. I do. I kind of expect to start because it is a rivalry game. That kid, that dude, kid actually does love Miami. He'll probably mm-hmm. do anything he can be on the field. But if he doesn't play, that seven and a half line, it's uh
0: <laughs> looking
1: it's dicey. Uh, it, it's looking a little <laughs> bit dicey
0: okay my other question since you brought up tyler van dyke this kid is not playing in an offense that necessarily thrives and makes him look good do you see a poor performance here and maybe a hard toward end of the season him reconsider staying with the miami hurricanes
1: if he could like so he had actually performed better the past two games up until duke were actually did struggle i think he had like what 400 yards passing and they had no no almost like almost 200 before he got hurt yeah. If he continues to perform poorly, I definitely think he's someone that he, if he entered the portal, he would have a very, very large list of suitors. I think that's someone that if you could go could give him to a very fast paced offense, basically up tempo, similar to Rhett Lashley, who's now at SMU, that could be a laying spot for him overall. He's someone that has the talent to make it in the NFL. I think that's someone that who didn't was not surrounded by great ball receivers. He had Charleston Rambo last year and also Mike Harley and also uh, Mark Pope. They helped him out immensely. But when you come back, when you basically your number number one receiver, Xavier Shrepo, and only came back just now for Virginia, you're not helping me out. And then also with the run game, the offensive line, there's no one blocking for him. Henry Parrish, very, very good player. I think Henry Parrish is a future in the NFL. Same thing with Jalen Knight. I actually love Miami's talented offensive pieces as well as defensive players. I follow a lot of them through recruiting. But it just feels like right now they're just not gelling at all. I might take a little bit of time for that. And I'm all about these kids maximizing their potential and also maximize their money because that's basically that's what they want to do next level. And I think that kid has talent for it.
0: Absolutely. All right. Giving me from a Florida state side of this thing, Jordan Travis career high day against Georgia tech. He is rocking and rolling. I gave him facetious credit, but I really do think the kid is good. I think he has a lot of talent and all the things and Kenton made sure I said that. So uh, it's going to be a repeat offensive performance in terms of you getting your weapons back. You know what he could do on the ground. Do you even see this being close as a Florida state guy? Do you even
1: see this being close? If you, if you watch our show from Wednesday, I what I think I said, and I quote, we should beat this team by 20 or 30 points because this is probably one of the worst Miami teams I've seen in like the past 10 to 15 years. Yeah, The only reason I don't say that is because of where Miami is at right now. And by that I'm meaning, one, they're playing a lot of younger players. Mm-hmm. The recruiting class last year and the recruits they're about to bring in is extremely talented, full of five stars and high four stars. They have nothing to lose in this game. If they lose yeah. the game, you know what all the fans can say? It's a rebuilding year. It's year one under Mario. We just got to give us some time. Which, you know what? That should be the approach that everyone else is taking. Sure. But they, if, what, that's the most scariest thing about this about this team is that they're a wounded animal. That's the most scariest animal is a wounded animal in the corner. Because if they yeah. win, that just goes to show what Mike Norvell overall, I don't think we're, we're going to lose. I think we're going to win this game by 10 points. But it just goes to show overall that if you can't beat this bad Miami team at all, period, when they're this poor... That's a huge, huge red flag, and to me, this will yeah. be a closer game because it is a rivalry game. This game means something to a lot of people, and this is a game that a lot of kids, you know, go to these schools for. They go to play against Florida State, they go to play against Miami, they're playing a Pop Warner middle school to yep. high school to now here. So, to me, this will be close. This will be probably a seven to ten kind of game, and I say that mainly with probably a three point lead for us heading into the fourth quarter.
0: And you take you took my final question here, but a great segue. Who, what who which coach? I'm going to make sure I get it right and not settle it through. Which coach is this game most important for? Mario, My, year one. Mike Norvell, year Mike. three. Okay. Yeah, year
1: three. Okay. Mike, year three. I mean, listen, Mario, you said it right there. It's his first year. It's yeah. his first year. He has the. He's going to probably end up with the best recruiting class in the entire conference. I mean, they landed Kamarni McLean after losing to Duke. They also landed Carmody McLean in the same week. They didn't score an offensive touchdown against Virginia. The Recruiting down there, Mario Cristobal, is great at that. But as long as he's going to be able to probably, like, you know, change some of his staff, I don't think Josh Gass will be there next year. But Mike is in year three. You can't lose to a first year head coach at a school that we've been saying all along hasn't performed very well. They're just not being committed to football. And this is the one of the worst Miami teams we've seen in my lifetime. Overall, they're poorly coached and undisciplined, but the talent is there. You can't sleep on this. You should be able to beat this team by 20 points. But I don't know. We saw it in NC State. You're up by 17-3 at half. You don't score a damn point in the second half overall on a team that you should have and you have the foot in your throat. You need to finish this off, Mike, and I know you can.
0: You know, I'm not a Seminoles homer at all, but I got to tell you, if you can't beat a team who couldn't barely beat Virginia by four overtime, baby, you don't deserve to coach nothing. Not Pee Wee Herman, not Pee Wee. <laughs> <laughs> like, give me the millions to go sit down somewhere because that's just, that would be terrible. But I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a nail-biter at first. Going to get oh, yeah. punches in the mouth. You know, it's like, ooh, here we are, here we are. But all in all, I think, I think, I pray for Florida State's sake, for Mike Norvell's sake, I pray that it g- gets pulled away and you just like, we all laugh about it. We have a beer about it on, you know, next Friday. We talk about how good the game was, all the things. That's what I'm
1: hoping. Yeah. I hope for that too because I actually will be down there. As you know, I live in the South Florida area. Okay. Come by, check it out. We can hang out. We're like I'm I'm very I love you know, toying around with Miami fans. I got a lot of my family. Obviously, I know they listen to the show. That's why I kinda of give you all a little more of a hard time, but a Florida but wait till Florida week comes around because uh yeah, I got no love for that school. I don't fear <laughs> that's they, I don't I don't have around when it comes to Florida.
0: No doubt about it. So you said minus seven or minus ten?
1: Yeah, right so right now that it's lines at plus seven and a half Miami Florida okay. State, folks. I fully expect T V D to play this game. Mm-hmm. so i hate what i'm about to say it i think since i think it's gonna play folks take miami plus seven and a half to cover because that's Ooh. the kind of game it's going to be
0: okay okay we love to hear it we love to see it guys okay. it is always a pleasure to have jersey drake in the building <laughs> even when he has to force himself to give positive vibes to miami but more than that we love having our money right and again we're all about to make some money here after the friday matchup i'm gonna be 300 dollars richer. so i am living on high cotton, do y'all understand the lay, the lay of the lamb? So, guys, come back next week. Make sure you tell us how your money did. If you had some good bets, if you had some bad bets, if you want to tell Jersey Drake all about it, leave it in our YouTube comments. Follow us, locked on ACC. Subscribe to that channel. And where can they find you, Jersey Drake?
1: You can follow me at Talat underscore Drake. You can follow my co-host Dave at FSU Noel 5 five. I'm not going to do the old joke because it is Miami Hate Week, so we need the unity. I'll be united front. We got. <laughs> Follow the podcast at Knowles Anonymous where we engage our fans. We have a Discord. We got things for episodes. And as always, we're fans first, people second, and content creators third. And uh, FM, FFM, I'm not going to swear on here because I don't want Kansas to edit that out. But uh, you can... You know, fill in fill in the wording right there, everyone.
0: I already ha- I already have to uh, edit this one anyway, but I'm so glad you refrained yourself. I I appreciate the restraint. You know, for all those watching on YouTube, you're getting a nice little image there. And if you are not, you're listening. Maybe you go on YouTube and figure out what Jersey Drake is doing at the end of the show, guys. Hope you guys have a safe and great weekend. Week ten ACC football. We are really ready to corner into moving and progressing towards ACC basketball. It's crazy, but we're just about there. I can't wait to, so we t- get to talk about your boy. Uh, oh my God! Coach Ham, the goat, the goat! I'm, I'm looking forward to talking about Coach Ham real soon. Have a safe weekend. Until next time, for Candace Cooper and Jersey Drake.